Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest Kathleen Pasadomo. She is our Florida State Senate President. We'll also visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. It is September the 12th, and on this day in 1940, in France, a collection of prehistoric cave paintings was discovered by four teenagers who stumbled upon the ancient artwork after following their dog down a narrow entrance into a cavern. The 15,000 to 17,000-year-old paintings consisted mostly of animal representations, are among the finest examples of art from the Upper Paleolithic period. I went to Google and took a look at this. Uh, look at them, and it's just astounding uh, what they discovered. First studied by the French archaeologist Le Cal Grotto, consists of main, uh, a cavern of 66 feet wide and 16 feet high. The walls of the cavern are decorated with some 16, 600 paintings and drawn animals and symbols and nearly 1,500 engravings. The pictures depict in excellent detail numerous types of animals, including horses, red deer, stags, bovines, felines, and what appears to be mythical creatures. There's only one human figure depicted with a bird-headed man with an erect phallus. Uh, Archaeologists believe that the cave was used over a long period of time as a center for hunting and uh, religious rites. The Lacal Grotto was opened to the public in 1948, but was closed in 1963 because artificial light had faded the vivid colors of the paintings and caused algae to grow over some of them. A replica of the cave was opened nearby in 1983 and receives tens of thousands of visitors annually. An amazing discovery. Paintings of uh, going back 15, what is it, going back uh, 17,000 years uh, 17,000 year old. Amazing. Well, President Biden spent September 11th far from the sites of terrorist attacks that claimed the lives of 2,977 Americans 22 years ago, opting instead to uh, his second in command to ground zero on Monday. Vice President Kamala Harris stood between Governor Hochul and Mary, Mayor Eric Adams at a ceremony honoring the victims of the 2001 attacks in Lower Manhattan. As Biden returned from Asia with plans to mark the tragedy later in the day at a military base in Alaska, Harris smiled during a lively conversation with Hochul and stayed for about an hour before catching the return flight home and before the victims' names uh, were all read at the event. The mayor and vice president, uh, by contrast, didn't seem to engage in much chatter after Adams repeatedly blasted the White House's handling of the migrant crisis that's draining city resources. While they're in office, former presidents George W. Bush, Barack Obama, and Donald Trump generally held memorial services uh, on one of the crash sites. Not Joe. Joe was returning from Asia. Well, former President Donald Trump paid tribute to the thousands of Americans who lost their lives on September 11th. He also expressed his admiration for the heroic uh, first responders who acted swiftly during the tragic event. In a video shared on True Social on Monday morning, 
Trump remarked, the memory of the September 11th terrorist attack is etched in the hearts of all who experienced the horrors of that fateful day. Today, we mark the solemn anniversary of those heinous acts. We honor the 2,977 precious lives brutally taken from us 22 years ago, leaving an irreplaceable void in our hearts. No matter what transpires, that void can never truly be filled. That from President Trump. Well, the University of Florida has ranked, this is pretty pretty cool, actually. <laughs> uh, it's great news. The University of Florida is ranked as the number one public university in the country, as included in a report by the Wall Street Journal. The ranking scores were based on three components, student outcomes, uh, 70%, the learning environment, that's 20%, and diversity, diversity of what, probably skin color, whatever it is, it's 10%, so it's not a big swear of the outcome. The study rated University of Florida 15th overall amongst the top 400 universities listed. Now, that includes private universities as well. The New Jersey Institute of Technology was the next closest public university at 19th overall. Both UF and NJIT were rated as the only public schools inside the top 20. Florida bested uh, notable private schools such as Duke University in the report. The University of Florida also placed just behind Southeastern uh, Conference for Vanderbilt, 13th in the rankings. Florida also ranked well ahead of fellow in-state schools, including the University of Miami and Florida State. The first 14 universities ranked were all private schools. University of Florida's ranking followed a recent report that named the state of Florida number one in education and higher education in the country. We can all be proud of that. Great job by the legislature, uh, the Department of Education in Florida, as well as uh, the governor. According to U.S. News and World Report, Florida's 90.2% high school graduation rate, which is nearly 4% higher than the country's average. The uh, state is also f top five in both two-year college graduation rate and four-year college graduation. Overall, the state is at 43.2% college educated. It's pretty cool. In addition, Florida is ranked first in having the country's best tuition fees. Moreover, the state's debt at graduation, $24,454, is lower than the national average of almost $30,000. <clears> the report also placed Florida ahead of New Jersey, Massachusetts, Colorado, and Utah in its rankings of higher education. Notably, New York ranked ninth overall, while California placed just 20th. So we have a lot to be proud of here, not only for their uh, public schools, but also the uh, public schools, the uh, secondary, the higher education as well, just doing great. Well, this is uh, old news. It happened this weekend, but nevertheless, the story is so impressive. American teenager Coco Groff won the women's single title, the uh, U.S. Open, in Saturday, defeating top-ranked uh, Belarusian Anna Sabalinka in three sets. The win marks the 19-year-old's first Grand Slam title and makes her the first American teenager to win the tournament since Serena uh, Williams in 1999. Her career was launched at age 15 when she became the youngest qualifier in Wimbledon history. She reached her first major final last year in the French Open, finishing as runner-up. What's so impressive to me about this is what a fine family she comes from, how proud her dad and her family were of her. She was seen uh, dialing the phone uh, just after she won the tournament, she was calling her brother. He didn't answer, but I thought it was pretty cool that she was reaching out to family members. And she uh, literally got on her knees and prayed. It was so impressive. Just, uh, just a great example for uh, how to raise a young lady. She did a great job. On the men's side, uh, Novak Dvojek 
became the oldest player to win the U.S. Open and notched his 24th uh, Grand Slam title against uh, Medvedev, a record in the uh, Open era. So congratulations to Novak uh, De- <laughs> Djokovic, I should say. He became the oldest player to win the uh, U.S. Open. Well, on Friday evening, leading presidential candidate and 45th President Donald Trump hosted a rally in Rapid City, South Dakota. Linda and I watched it. It was pretty cool. It was entitled the Monumental Leaders Rally. Uh, Videos released of the crowd singing the national anthem and chanting, We Love Trump, while at the rally, Christy Nome, the governor of uh, South Dakota, endorsed President Trump for the Republican nomination, saying, It is my honor to present to you the man in the arena, uh, he is the man of significance. He is a leader, the fighter that our country needs. He has my full and complete endorsement for President of the United States of America. I will do everything I can to help him win and save this country. Ladies and gentlemen, the 45th and the 47th President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, on Saturday also. That's pretty cool. Christy Nome, again, not, uh, uh, endorsing President Trump. On Saturday... He attended the Iowa-Iowa State football game. It was pretty cool. He actually uh, went to a fraternity, threw a couple of footballs around with some of the players, and uh, just uh, cheering and the happiness was just amazing for uh, President Donald Trump. It was fun to watch. Well, the Food and Drug Administration on Monday authorized and approved updated COVID-19 boosters amid an increasing number of cases cases and hospitalizations uh, nationwide. The next step will be for an independent center's they call it independent, independent Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Advisory Panel to meet today to provide recommendations on who should be eligible for the new booster. I'm sure, <laughs> independent. I'm sure that's going to be a very independent type of meeting. The final step by, uh, will be the CDC director giving final approval. Frankly, if uh, you're talking about public health, I look to our own Dr. Joseph Ladapo. He is our Surgeon General, and I would first follow his advice as opposed to what I consider to be a pretty politically influenced CDC. Well, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un appears to be on a train headed to Russia for a meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin. The North Korean autocrat embarked on a 20-hour train ride from uh, uh, North Korea to the Russian Far East city of uh, Vladivostok yesterday his first international trip since uh, before the pandemic. He'll huddle with the Russian President Vladimir Putin to discuss cooperation between the two heavily sanctioned countries. Uh, According to uh, reports, the agenda uh, consists of uh, North Korea's considering shipping ammo to boost Russia's war arsenal for the fight against Ukraine and sending more workers to help fill gaps in civilian labor. In exchange, Russia could offer its neighbor much-needed hard currency, food, and technological know-how. By the way, this is so interesting. Kim, he travels, uh, he tries to avoid the jet setter lifestyle, preferring to global, globetrot by rail while his armored train sleepily uh, chugs along at 37 miles per hour top speed. It makes the most anemic Amtrak lines even look good. Uh, in uh, 20 plus carriages, he contains, uh, contains a medical station, his personal Mercedes limo, and a karaoke room. I'm not kidding. Russia officials also who rode with previous uh, leader Kim Jong-un. The second recalls the train's menu featured airlifted live lobsters, French wine, and donkey meat. Sanctions could be uh, make the luxury imports harder. The U.S. already warned North Korea it will pay a price if it supplies munitions to Russia. 
And in fact, uh, the U.S. State Department, in anticipation of the summit, uh, emphasized that any transfer of weapons from North Korea to Russia would constitute a breach of several United Nations Security Council resolutions. Uh, State Department spokesperson Matthew Miller conveyed the uh, U.S. position to reporters on Monday, stating, We have uh, been vigorous in our enforcement of sanctions against entities supporting Russian military actions, and we will remain committed to enforcing these sanctions rigorously. We also are prepared to impose new sanctions as warranted. So that from the State Department. So we'll see how this all turns out. So interesting. Uh, chugging along at 37 miles an hour with his karaoke car. <laughs> Unbelievable. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up. Uh, we're going to be visiting with Kathleen Pasadomo. She is our Florida State Senate President. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. 
Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us our Florida State Senate President, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, good morning, and thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. So I understand that, that you met with uh, Collier County citizens yesterday. Yes. Um, so every year uh, we have what you call we call the legislative delegation meeting, and that's um, a meeting that the House members and Senate members, if you have more than one in each district, meet to hear uh, from citizens about issues, also from local uh, governments and nonprofits that have budget requests in. So yesterday uh, we met. Uh, Representative Rommel, Mello, and Botana, uh, who has a little piece of Collier County, uh, met at the county commission chambers. And we had 43 speakers, and uh, ranging from, you know, the city of Naples, the city of Marco, Collier County uh, Commission, uh, clerk of courts, um, tax collector, sheriff's office, you know, the gamut, uh, all uh, with their legislative priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that the delegation uh, responsibility is, if there is a local bill that uh, needs to be approved by the legislature, they, they have to first be approved by the delegation under our rules. For example, the Collier Mosquito Control uh, wants to Expand the boundary lines of the uh, of the where they spray for mosquitoes uh, to include, like I think it's areas um, uh, around Marco, Fillers uh, uh, Creek, Isle of Capri, and you know some of those areas. Uh, in order for them to expand their boundaries, they need legislative approval. Mm. So, so and through a local bill. Those originate in the House. Uh, The House is responsible for administering local bills, while the Senate is responsible for uh, confirmation of of agency heads and and boards and whatever. So those are the two uh, things that we do differently, you know, than each other. Uh, So yesterday, uh, uh, there were a group of citizens from Golden Gate Estate to want to incorporate, and they had a petition signed by a thousand people. The problem we have a policy in our delegation that if um, any entity wants to, a local bill and it would re, and it would affect um, taxes in the in their area, we would require a referendum before we would take the local bill up in the legislature and and. Uh, the Mosquito Control Board apparently did a referendum. They had over 60% in favor of um, the initiative, and so uh, uh, Representative Mello is going to take that local bill to the legislature, and uh, if it passes, then uh, they could implement it. Um, with regard to the Golden Gate, uh, we... we you know, advise them without a local bill, we could not pursue, um, I mean, without a referendum, we would not pursue a local bill in the legislature. 
So that, it's, it's interesting. And, you know, and then we had people from running the gamut from the League of Women Voters to uh, Moms for Liberty uh, giving us with uh, their ideas and their thoughts. And uh, it was a pretty good meeting, I think. Well, that is so interesting. Uh, to me, I'm scratching my head wondering how those people got by on in Golden Gates or Thousand Islands or down in that area, I should say, down uh, with without mosquito control. <laughs> All this well, I'll tell you, it was not. Um, it was it was not without opposition because they were closer to the Everglades. The environmental groups were uh, against the expansion of the boundary lines. They didn't want the spraying down there. Uh, but uh, the citizens uh, voted, and you know we're going to listen to the, the people. You know we we don't we don't just arbitrarily raise taxes on people because there will be obviously uh, additional um, expenses to the people who will have that uh, service. Well, I bet you they'll be grateful for it. So <laughs> yeah, there's some taxes people don't mind paying. That's that, that's right. So I noticed in, uh, that uh, you had just appointed your uh, subcommittee or committee uh, leaders uh, for the Senate, and I know that the House did the same thing. Yeah. Well, we have. Um, I think we have like twenty-eight or twenty-nine committees, mm-hmm. and. Uh, um, so when we only had, well, actually we had more than that, uh, maybe 30 committees. We have uh, 40 senators. So um, obviously, uh, you know, everybody gets to serve on a committee as either a chair or vice chair. I had uh, spent a lot of time last year selecting committee chair and vice chair. So I didn't change that. I think everybody did a pretty good job. What I did do is <laughs> I had appointed uh, uh, a senator to every each senator got not eight or nine committees and that's a lot that's generally it's about six but i wanted everybody to have an opportunity to hear all the bills in some uh in some subcommittee before it went to the floor but i got a lot of complaints because they were so busy they couldn't really meet with people and they were they were in meetings all day long so i i, I reduced i took one or two committees uh, assignments away from people so that they could have a little more time to, you know, meet with constituents and work on their own bill. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's a process. It's, it's, it takes hours. I don't know how the speaker does it because he's got 120 members. Yeah. And, and that, it's, I guess you can do it by computer. I don't know. So interesting. Kathy, uh, back to the uh, the notion of meeting with Collier County citizens and uh, their representatives of different interests. Is that mandated by the Constitution? Is that just, is custom? Where did that come from? We have it in our rules, in our House and Senate rules. Uh, it's not statutory or um, uh, or in the Constitution. But you know, when you think about it, particularly in Southwest Florida, for somebody to come up to address the legislature, it's a six and a half hour drive. Yeah. So you you kind of can't do it in one day and. And this is an opportunity for people to, you know, to let us know what they're thinking. Also, it's, you know, the beginning of the budgetary process where local governments and, and various nonprofits or, um, like, like, for example, the uh, 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 Naples Senior Center every year asks for an appropriation for the dementia respite program. So um, their executive director, Jackie Faffer, comes to... Uh, the uh, delegation says this is what we're doing with the money and we'd like to ask for it, et cetera, et cetera. 
so that you know, uh, it, it it gives us the opportunity to hear uh, all together what um, uh, what you know these organizations are looking for, yeah. and that we can ask questions if we have any. You know, typically we don't have too many questions because we want to get through the agenda, but also we're familiar with what they're going to say because we have a big book we get ahead of time. Outstanding. Well, by the way, before I let you go, I just want to let you know that the uh, University of Florida ranked number one in public yeah. universities in the country. And uh, just the t- statistics in terms of education here in the state of Florida are astounding and really impressive. Oh, yeah. And I'm, uh, I, I'm really proud of them. Uh, they do a tremendous job. And they were, I, I believe, let's see, 15 of, uh, 15th <coughs> in the country of both private and public. So you were talking about Harvard, Yale, Columbia. I mean, 15 is huge, and they're a public university, so uh, I'm really proud of the work they've done. And and not only providing great value, but also for, uh, in terms of education, but also for less money, and apparently the uh, debt at graduation of our students is lower by about $5,000 than the national average, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, and they get jobs. And they get jobs. Kathleen Passanova, again, our state Senate president. I'm so grateful that you spent time with us. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up, uh, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Make it a convenient and stress-free experience by calling the dynamic and trustworthy husband and wife team of Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties. Find out about their unique and complimentary post-closing concierge services not offered by other area agents. Matt and Megan Chionis give you the competitive advantage to command a premium price for your property. They personally attend all showings, create a marketing strategy for your property, and offer that complimentary concierge service to your potential buyer. This hands-on approach has helped them set several sales records in Pelican Bay and many at near record prices. Megan and Matt Chionis understand that as an affluent buyer seller, your needs and desires are unique. You deserve this level of service. Megan and Matt Chionis are passionate about the Naples lifestyle and they want you to enjoy it too. Call Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties at 239-269-5310. That's 239-269-5310. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. 
Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. I just listening to Matt and, uh, and Megan Chionis's ad. I want to welcome them aboard as an advertiser. They do, uh, sat down and visited with them for an extensive period of time, but they are just outstanding young people. Dynamic and trustworthy husband and wife team at uh, Gulf Coast International Properties. I hope you give them a call again. The number is 269-5310, 269-5310. Well, yesterday, emergency workers pulled a 40-year-old American researcher, Mark Dickey, out of a cave in southern Turkey. He was part of a 14-member caving expedition. Uh, was trapped for 12 days after falling ill with stomach bleeding more than 3,000 feet below the surface. More than 180 rescuers from all over the world worked for over a week to try and get him out. Medical teams also helped send him food, water, and medicine while he was remained stuck down there. Now Dickey was hoisted to safety and taken to medical tent for valuation. He thanked the Turkish governor and said, it is amazing to be above uh, ground again. And you can only imagine the relief that he felt. I hope he's okay physically. Stomach bleeding doesn't sound good, but uh, irrespective, uh, 180 people from around the world to help and save him. And it's so interesting that Morocco decided to uh, turn away any kind of support for the 2,400 people that have been killed uh, because of the earthquake. Uh, trying to do it alone, that makes no sense to me. But it uh, again, 180 people coming to help and rescue him 3,000 feet below the surface. Well, this is an interesting story. Jelly company J.M. Smucker announced yesterday it is buying the purveyor of plastic wrap cakes Hostess Brands for $5.6 billion. Now, that's a lot of tamales or Twinkies, whatever you want to call it. It's set to close by the end of January. The deal is worth roughly $2 billion more than the Hostess market value. If you think it would behoove Smucker to reconsider throwing that kind of money at a twice-bankrupt company, think again. The snack business is booming up 11% last year. Between 2019 and 22, Hostess revenues skyrocketed 50%. Meanwhile, big food behemoths Hershey and uh, Mondelez International, which owns Oreos and Ritz, among others, grew their overall sales by 30 and 22% respectively. For Smucker, sugar treats like Twinkies, Ho-Hos, and Ding Dongs <laughs> may be especially lucrative. Indulgent snacks have grown 20% faster than healthy ones in the past three years. That, according to CEO Mark Smucker, uh, the snack sector is consolidating. Mars and Unilever both recently acquired companies specializing in snacks, and another sign that quick bites are all the rage. Kellogg's board director uh, decided yesterday to segment its chips and treats into a new company, Kellanova. Such an interesting uh, people, I guess, just deciding not to eat quite as healthy. They're on the run. They want a quick bite, so they're trying a Twinkie or... Uh, ding dong or whatever it might be, but I the last I'd heard is that uh, uh, the co the company had gone bankrupt, uh, but apparently it's emerged and it's doing extremely well now. So, and that would be uh, Hostess. Well, monopoly trial uh, against Google began. To, it's going to happen today, marking the biggest tech antitrust trial in over two decades. Uh, the Department of Justice, with over 30 state attorneys general, have accused the tech giant of violating antitrust laws by allegedly abusing its dominance in search and search advertising to suppress the uh, competition. The trial will center on Google's billions of dollars in payments to browser creators like Apple for ensuring that its search engine would be the, uh, the search engine of default. You'll also touch on contracts with Android phone manufacturers requiring them to preload Google apps which often can't be deleted. 
Officials say the result of this self-reinforcing monopoly has locked up 90% of the search query channels, uh, obstructing competition. Google says users prefer its search engine and argues that these agreements do not prevent other companies from developing or promoting their own search engines. The case parallels a uh, 2001 antitrust suit against Microsoft when the maker of the Windows operating system was accused of pressuring computer manufacturers to preload Internet Explorer. The trial is expected to last up to 10 weeks, with a ruling expected in 2024. Sounds uh, pretty ominous for uh, Alphabet and for Google. I think they're probably going to lose this suit uh, as uh, clearly 90% market dominance. That sounds like a monopoly to me. We'll see. They'll get their day in court. Well, there's a major catastrophe brewing, and it's going to hit every American quite hard. When it does, the Biden administration will likely cook up a lame excuse to distance themselves from the nightmare that's unfolding. The truth is that what's about to come down is 100% on Joe Biden. The bottom line is that you're about to see your utility costs skyrocket. You might think they're high now, but thanks to Joe's shenanigans in Alaska, everything is about to go off the rails literally and figuratively. The bombshell was revealed by a user on X named Wendy Patterson. Here's what she said. I want to make sure that you understand what is about to happen so you can prepare. Biden canceled all of Alaska's drilling on federal land. At the same time, he stopped allowing liquid natural gas from being transported by train. I did not know that. That's pretty ominous. That leaves the only mode of transportation by trucking. And about two months ago, the largest trucking company went out of business. That's Yellow, of course. Yellow is one of the nation's largest freight and trucking companies. Announced it's shutting down, leading to one of the largest mass layoffs in recent history and potential shipping cost increases. The company is now in bankruptcy just three years after getting a $700 million loan from the federal government, from us, from taxpayers. So that's going to create a massive supply chain issue for liquid natural gas, natural gas, which means utility bills are, as well as price of uh, gas is going to skyrocket. Biden used 300 million, dollars, million gallons of gas from our reserves to keep the uh, gas prices low artificially. They can't do that anymore because the reserves are gone. They have to uh, have... They have uh, set us up in every way to purposely make gas prices and utility prices skyrocket. So all of you uh, get your gas cans, buy propane, etc. Now while you can still afford it. Can you believe this? Just uh, purposely driving up the cost of energy for American citizens. Remember this when the bottom falls out and Biden regime tries to blame it on climate change. The sad part is it didn't have to be this way. American security hacker, entrepreneur, and software engineer George Holes uh, tried, uh, gets it spot on when he advocates for mass affordable energy. Energy isn't the root of the world's problems. It's actually the solution. Now, the further we drift from reality, the more detrimental our situation becomes. And by now, we should be swimming in an abundance of nuclear energy, but we're not. Well, really uh, could have been had it so good. Adding fuel to the fire, Joe Biden has strained our relationship with Russia and Saudi Arabia, both of whom will likely retaliate by slashing production. It's mind-boggling to consider that just a few short years ago, under President Trump, the U.S. was on the cusp of energy independence. Now the tables have completely turned. The harsh reality is that the Democrats have turned into an anti-energy, anti-humanity party, leaving the rest of us to deal with the consequences. So sad. Incredibly sad indeed. 
Well, thousands, tens of thousands of Mexican family members crossed the southern border in recent months, soaring past previous levels. President Biden's decision to end migrant family detention and launch an app for people to uh, schedule legal border crossings has likely contributed to drawing more Mexican families, experts say. Governor, uh, governance uh, concerns, poverty, and watching out other migrants take their chances at the U.S. are all probable factors for the rise. This according to Chris Ramon, a senior policy advisor with the advocacy group. We are the uh, Unidos said. But uh, so this is the new uh, CBP one app. When you uh, open legal pathways, folks will take them, Ramon said. The vast majority of migrants who enter the the country via the app are released into the U.S. on parole, which lets them get to work permits in roughly six weeks and legally stay in the country for up to two years. I wasn't aware of that, but it was just amazing. So we, we have an app now that the uh, these migrants can put on their phone and they're legally, and their families are here legally in the United States because they used this app. Unbelievable. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children, with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. School choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior quality schools of choice. Optima's goal was the successful launch of Hillsdale College Varney Charter School, Initiative Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence across the state of Florida, serving kindergarten through the 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through a content-rich classical education and a liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. In a terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy has already opened here in Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website Optima.Foundation. Help children in Florida optimize their educational opportunities. Visit www.Optima.Foundation. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now I'll play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, 
Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. You can find out more, get some tickets to great performances. Visit the website golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Less Government. We can't. We're not doing it. Uh, we just reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and it isn't happening. Well, but you're trying, and that helps. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate it. So you wrote a great piece. This is so interesting. Bought off Biden and Huawei. I don't want to contain China. Could you tell us about it? Yeah, that, that's an actual quote. I don't want to contain China. He said it several times during his Asia trip by Joe Biden. Yeah. He did in his Alzheimer's adult state. Um, you know, this, this, he had Alzheimer's before he, when he was running the first time. If you remember one time, he said, we have the, the most sophisticated, most expensive vote-stealing team. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I know, you country. know, Seton, I've seen that several times since he was elected president. It's just unbelievable. He announced to the world that he's going to steal. He announced to the world, we're going to steal this election. Right. And, and, and so, you know, one of the things about Alzheimer's, uh, my best friend growing up, moved his grandmother in to the house for a little bit when she had Alzheimer's and she was so bad they had to put her in an institution and like she'd walk up to her grandson my friend and say would you please remind me what room I'm in like she thought she was in a hotel yeah but what what one of the things about it was there's no filter you know they'll say whatever thought passes through their adult mind right and it's there's no you know lying filter they don't there's no gate they, they won't so you know he's he's sitting in on meetings in which he's not actually participating and they say they're they're talking about this sophisticated vote stealing system they have developed and it part of his brain catches part of it and then he's just an open channel he says it again later um so Multiple times during his trip, he says he says something along, "I don't want to contain China, or I want China to be successful, and I want China to grow." And we're like, "Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute." And this is this goes back. There's an article from uh, January of 2022. Peter uh, Schweitzer, Schweitzer, who's a big Biden researcher, had written a book on him. Yeah, uh, that he 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 accounted for 31 million dollars that the Chinese had given. The Bidens, and that was back then. We've found more since then, because since then the House Republicans have found, you know, that that one chunk of money that went to like every Biden family member, including like six-year-olds and eight-year-olds and stuff. Yeah, I think and, the total's and, up to about um, fifty billion dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it, it, well, the, I, I think the total would be over fifty. I said thirty-one plus because I wasn't sure, but it's it's probably over. It's way over fifty million dollars now that they received the Chinese right. government. Or, you know, Chinese government cat's paw proxies. Um, so, you you know, this is why bribery is named by, you know, specific term in the Constitution. You don't want somebody who takes money from a foreign adversary being in office because then the office is compromised, he's compromised, and the nation's security is compromised when it comes to China. Right. So, he, you know, so, so Trump started slapping sanctions on Chinese companies um, in his term. And Biden comes in, he goes, oh, I'm going to keep them. And then, he, and then several times, at several points during his 
tenure, he said, you know, I'm going to increase sanctions and I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop all uh, technology transfers and, and to Huawei specifically and other and Chinese companies uh, generally. And, but he always is going to, but it never actually occurs or, or certainly doesn't seem to occur in any effective manner. And then interspersed with all these announcements are actual approvals of technology transfers. Huawei was approved in 2021 by the Biden administration for computer chips for, for the auto industry. Well, that's kind of in violation of the sanctions you're allegedly imposing. Right. Why would you do that? Yeah. And then in 2022, he approved $39 billion of semiconductor chip transfers to Chinese companies. Again, if you're sanctioning China, why would you do that? And, and, and so this has been going on throughout his administration where he says one thing and does another uh, to the benefit of communist China. Yeah. And Huawei, of course, is a telecommunications company uh, cited specifically by Trump as a, as a problem because, I don't know, they are. And um, uh, the reason I wrote this article is not just to accumulate all this uh, evidence against him, but just in late August, uh, they, they uh, all of a sudden burst out of the scene with a 5G phone with semiconductor chips that are more sophisticated than anything we have. Yeah. And the whole point, you know, the whole point of the sanctions was to slow down their technological advancement. Because the way it works, you know, they're already doing a, a social credit system in, in China where they, they, they surveil you, they know your face, they know your, the way you walk so if they don't get your face. They can tell by your gait who you are. Right. And they, all the money's digital, hello, digital dollar. The government's trying to push a digital dollar now. And if they don't like what you're doing in your life, you can't go to the store and buy groceries. You can't buy gasoline. Because all the money, all the currency is digital, and they control the currency, the money. Yeah. So, so the, the the problem with five G is the the country that gets there first and develops it first sets the global standards, and of course the race is always between us and China. So when 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 in late August when they announced this phone with these chips that are more advanced than anything we've got, my question was. Okay, we were supposed to be putting sanctions on these people, right? But every every time you turn around, he's violating his own sanctions by approving this transaction and this chip transaction and this trip technology transfer, and then all of a sudden they got a phone that's better than ours. Unbelievable, you know. I just... And of course, if they're if they're that advanced in chips on phones, which is bad enough, because you can understand with the Internet of Things, the amount of information and data that's going to be at their disposal on these phones, imagine what other chips they have that are advanced in other sectors, like military, for Absolutely. example. Unbelievable. So I just really appreciate this column, and I just want to refer our listeners to your website, lessgovernment.org. Take a look at the, it's called Bought Off Biden and Huawei. I don't want to contain China is his actual quote. And you're right, he said it several times during his trip. Uh, also, you can visit uh, Less Government on Facebook. Seton, I always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure indeed. All right, coming up, I'm going to visit with Linda Harden. She is my wife. She's also extremely well-informed of what's happening here on the Paradise Coast and around the world. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. I hope you'll take advantage of Sizzle Dining. It's running through September the 27th. 55 participating restaurants in Naples, including Blue Provence. Uh, Each uh, restaurant donates a dollar of uh, the lunch or dinner purchase to Blessings in a Backpack, a Southwest Florida Help nonprofit local chapter feed uh, food insecure elementary students on the weekend. So it's a it's a great deal. It's a win win, and it gives you an opportunity to try different restaurants here on the Paradise Coast that you may not have frequented uh, during the season. You can go to find out more in the restaurants involved and even see the menus. Go to sizzledining.com, sizzledining.com. We have with us Linda Harden. She is my wife. She's also extremely well informed of what's happening around the world and here on the Paradise Coast. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. So Joe Biden uh, decided he's just going to do it a different way instead of uh, going to one of the— uh, Joe Biden had nothing to do with it. I mean, what, what happened was that his handlers— um, made sure that he wasn't in any of the uh, places that he should have been on 9/11. That's a good point. I mean, because I mean, it, can you imagine? Can you imagine him making some stupid comment like the dog-faced pony soldier, like he did in Alaska? I know. I mean, he's an embarrassment. He's an international embarrassment. Absolutely, of what he is. he's absolutely an embarrassment, and they know it. 
and they put him up in Alaska where he embarrassed himself again. He embarrassed himself in Vietnam by kissing John McCain's memorial. Oh, by the way, I mean, don't I'm just so riled up by this whole thing. It, it so early in the morning, it's just infuriating. Mm-hmm. And and the media is just like, oh, big deal, no big deal, no big deal. This guy is putting our country, well, has put our country in danger. And and the and his handlers are allowing it to happen. Oh, by the way, and did you see who they put in his place? Kamala. And and guess what she was doing? Giggling. She was giggling. Yep. It's unbelievable. I mean, Welcome to America. I think probably the only thing smart thing he did was make Kamala his vice president because she's even worse than he is. He didn't so, do that. Obama did it. Yeah. So he has a twenty fifth amendment uh, protection there. Just unbelievable. So. Uh, it is a national embarrassment. I just can't wait till this election comes and get Trump back in the rain, having the reins of this country. I, they don't want us to have an election. Oh, by the way, I'm I mean, sure. the, the, I've told I've told you this a number of times. The 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 deep state they're they're uncovering with Donald Trump's leading the charge um, through through. Uh, all of his indictments that they just can't believe his so, ratings are going up. So they're sitting the pens right now. They're getting ready to declare another health emergency with because of the pandemic. They've already there now. Today is the day they're going to be approving the uh, board, which they've never tested on anybody. Oh, by the way, let me just finish my thought. The deep state is doing so much. They're playing whack a mole again, trying to distract, distract, distract. So people won't look at what's really happening to this country. Yeah. And and let me just just bring around to what I wanted to talk about was Tucker's little snippet when he spoke in Michigan the other day. And when he said, um, oh, let's see, everybody, uh, the people are streaming in. Oh, the, one of the reasons that people are afraid of Trump is because he talks. He speaks the truth to power. And guess who's, who's speaking the truth? Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson is saying about the people over that are coming over the border, to Governor Abbott of Texas. So you've got National Guard. You're ahead of your state. Why aren't you sending the National Guard there? Well, it's complicated. No, it's not. The reason that you won't do it is because your donors won't let you, mm-hmm. which brings us back full circle to who's running this country. It's the big donors. Well, as uh, one former congressman said to me, Bob, we've got the best country that money can buy. Exactly. And unfortunately, oh. it's it's uh, a lot of influence and influence peddling going on. And I'm talking about uh, to uh, people in Congress, the President of the United States obviously uh, taking in $50 million in order to be influenced, selling influence to other countries like China. That in and of itself is treason. So uh, can we withstand this? I mean, we have to have a change of regimes right now. We have to get Trump back in office. And people wonder, why is everybody so adamant about Trump? Well, it's because he's going to save the country, for crying out loud. We're going down the tubes and going down the tubes quickly. You know, I was talking to one of our neighbors um, uh, the other day, and she says, well, she says, I really don't like Trump, but, you know, what what he's done is really... um, uh, you know, has not been done by anybody else. I said, so what more do you need? Right. Well, he's not running for homecoming queen, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. I mean, this is not a personality contest. I don't know what these people are looking for. I really don't, who say, oh, I I hate Trump. You know what? One of our friends who promoted Joe Biden like crazy, he just, he's suffering from Trump derangement syndrome times 10. And and so many people have, um, have, uh, adhere to that policy. They just can't stand Trump. Well, look where it's gotten us. Well, what, did, I, you know, what did he do that was so so terrible? 
Oh, he improved the country. We yeah. didn't get in, in, into any wars. That was the problem. Well, and the, the interesting thing, too, is that it's all the pundits who say that Trump's a liar, Trump's this, Trump's that. Uh, so the, the fact of the matter is, if you really listen to what Trump says, he's pretty articulate. He doesn't lie. He speaks the truth. Hey, uh, I just go back to my Road to Damascus sermon, where, where in the Bible, um, Saul had been killing Christians and, and imprisoning Christians, and, and he was... He was just a bad, bad dude, F- much worse than Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump has has been a good guy, and the and then the media liked him, and everybody liked him, and all of a sudden, <coughs> God decided he he needed uh, a disciple, a minister. So he he made Saul on the road to Damascus. He struck uh, Saul down with blindness and said, "I need you." Changed his name to Paul, and we have a modern day Paul. In God doesn't use. Um, perfect people to get his job done. Yeah. And Donald Trump, I'm still convinced, is um, got, the, got the hand of God on his shoulder, leading him down this treacherous, treacherous path. Which, by the way, I don't know if I sent you, um, I think I sent you the, the picture of his protection at that football game on, on Saturday, the Iowa State game. Yeah. Holy smokes. He had, he had guys with... Uh, um, Fatigues on with AK-47s leading him into that stadium. That gave me goosebumps. Yeah, there are so many people out to get that man. Well, um, you know, just like Tucker Carlson said, you know, they tried everything else, including now lawfare. They tried everything. The, the last thing, the last alternative is assassination. And Trump, I mean, uh, Tucker Carlson actually said that. So he needs that protection because, yeah. quite quite frankly, uh, the. Uh, left does not want to face Donald Trump in the election. And it, uh, to your point, I mean, I, I can see a health emergency coming down the pike, and I can see delaying of the elections and more uh, ballot stuffing and so forth. You Wait, can, what, about, what about the – talk about um, emergencies. What did the governor of New Mexico just do over the weekend? Oh, that's just incredible. That's so unconstitutional. I hope she is uh, – they're, they're starting a, a process to have her recalled f- from the office. Well the, well, the sheriff, in one of the main sheriffs in New Mexico says, I'm not abiding by that. Of course not. It's it's unconstitutional. So, But it would be such a statement to, to have her actually withdrawn from the... Uh, from from the office, what's the word I'm seeking but to to recall? She'll be recalled. Fired. Yeah, fired <laughs> indeed. Linda, I always appreciate your commentary. Are we done already? We are. Oh, boy. It, it, time goes quickly, but I just really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining You're us. You're welcome. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. I learned a lot. Yeah, I hope you'll join us tomorrow. We've got some great guests, including Bob Levy, the chairman emeritus of the Cato Institute, and also Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you enjoy the show, I hope you tell your friends. That's one of the ways we support our advertisers and uh, really appreciate that we couldn't do the show without them. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>